0: Software engineering is different today. What advice does a young Android developer and electrical engineer have for future engineers? Up next on the K-12 Engineering Education Podcast, I'm Pius Wong. I got a chance to speak with Omar Leva recently. He's an engineer with Tile, a consumer electronics company based out of the famously tech-heavy San Francisco Bay Area. Omar spoke to me about a lot of things, like how to choose a career path and being the first in his family to go to college. His advice comes just in time too, as we enter college application season.
1: My name is Omar Leva. I'm currently an Android developer on Team Tile. We work on Bluetooth, low energy technology, putting tiles on things you don't want to lose. Some sort of my experience in engineering, I had gone into UCLA as electrical engineering. And throughout my UCLA career, I've had a couple internships, uh, one at Cisco, one at NetApp, and one at SanDisk. actually worked for a startup uh, during my senior year uh, with a mentor of mine uh, developing technology for like photo sharing involving Bluetooth and Android. And with that experience, when I was looking for jobs out of college, I found Tile pretty easily. It connected mm. Bluetooth and connected Android to so my two interests at the time. And then here I am three years later.
0: Very cool. So does that mean you are a computer scientist, an electrical engineer? What kind of engineer would you categorize yourself as?
1: Well, at UCLA, I focused uh, mainly on electrical engineering and sort of a subcomponent of that major was computer engineering. So I would consider myself sort of like a computer engineer slash Android developer. Mm-hmm. Most of my courses that I would take at UCLA involved engineering specific courses. But a big interest that drew me to, to Android was all of these computer science courses I was taking. And then all of the different projects that I was a part of during my upperclassman years involved Internet of Things technology because I was sort of growing at the time. And I was always the first person to say, let me work on the Android app. Let me explore this opportunity. (laughs) So that's sort of how I got into working on Android technology. Yeah.
0: And uh, Omar, you said that you're at Tile right now. Let's just suppose nobody's ever heard of Android development or Tile. Could you give a brief summary of your company and and what you do there? Sure.
1: Yeah, I would love to do that. So Tile is a Bluetooth technology company. We, We build these small tile devices that are Bluetooth enabled, you can attach them to things you don't want to lose. So a lot of people attach them to their keys, their wallets, their backpack, or their purses. But what we do is, or I guess what I do specifically, is I work on the, we help build the Android app that people can download from the Google Play Store, and they can create accounts, they can pair their device with that particular tile, and if there's ever a case where you misplace it or lose it, all you would need to do is open up the app. You would go to find your specific like, keys tile, for example, and mm-hmm. you can press ring, and you'll be able to find it. It's a really cool, a piece of technology. Uh, a lot of people, when they're when they're looking for things, you know, they try to think, uh, okay, is it near me? I, I don't really see it in front of me. Uh, what I'm gonna do? Let me try looking at like the last place I last I last saw it. You know, they walk around. Let's say they lost it at. Um, that's Starbucks. So that we go to Starbucks and say, oh, is it here? And then they can just open up the Tile app and see, oh, this Tile is actually at Starbucks. Let me now ring the Tile so I can you know, use a sense of sound and hear the Tile ring and be able to find it as opposed to using your eyes.
0: Right, right. So it's like the, the find my phone feature on your phone, except you can put it on whatever object exactly, you Exactly, yeah. I have yeah, a friend our... actually who, well, I was, sorry to interrupt. I was just going to say that I only know about Tile because some friends who use the product and they want to always put it on their cat or something. Yeah,
1: yeah. We're, we're actually doing a big push to, to get people to put it on their pets because pets is a really important part of people's lives. And that's the one thing you definitely don't want to lose and you definitely want to know exactly where your pets are. We even get uh, people writing in of, of like the different use cases of tile. And the things we see are just really, really cool, what people do outside. I've seen people put tiles on like their turtle. They don't want to lose their turtle. Uh, and you get stories of like cats and dogs running away, but mm-hmm. luckily they had a tile on their collar. And we have this uh, feature where even if you don't know where your tile is, the tile community is out there scanning for, for other people's tiles anonymously. So if you, Pius, were to walk by uh, a tile that's mine, it's going to anonymously send the location of that tile to me Mm-hmm. So in case I had lost something, I don't know where it is, you can be of help to me hmm. by letting me know, hey, I walked by this area that I'm familiar with and I was able to find your tile for you.
0: Like a crowdsourced kind of... Uh, exactly. Pilot. Yeah. Interesting. So you mentioned a lot of functions in this product and, and that your company is concerned with, but you're an Android developer, an Android engineer. What would be your daily duties? What is a daily... A day in the life of an Android engineer at Tile looks sure, like. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's it's um, it's definitely a very code-based job. My day-to-day activities involve you know, coding for most of the time, uh, syncing up with cross-functional teams, uh, communicating about any products we want to release in the future, attending daily stand-ups where a stand-up is essentially you you go up to uh, sort of your team and everyone has a couple minutes to describe their status on certain projects. Or if there's any issues about a certain project that needs to be raised, that would be a perfect time to to raise that issue and sort of get everyone aligned on sort of what the statuses on certain projects are. That's a lot of syncing up with different teams yeah, uh, and attending technical meetings with my own Android teammates or whether it be teams from different departments that need help on on the mobile team. It's a big part of... Uh, collaboration and communication between the different cross-functional teams.
0: One of the reasons why I'm excited to talk to you is because you definitely have, a, I think, a unique perspective out there. You're a younger engineer, but you do have a lot of experience still so far in development, software, and in electrical engineering. And I'm hoping that you can give some advice to uh, engineering teachers out there or even younger students directly who want to know what it's like to be an engineer today. I mean, even myself, I don't really know what it's like to be a young engineer Uh anymore. You mentioned that you have to do a lot of coding, a lot of development in that sense. Right off the bat, I'm wondering, how well do you think your college education prepared you for working as an engineer?
1: I think it definitely prepared me in a different aspect of my engineering career. A lot of the classes that I took sort of gave me a fundamental foundation over what what is essentially is computer science, what is what is electrical engineering. Mm-hmm. And you take those concepts and I think the best way to learn is to take those ideas and sort of apply them like on a hands-on experience uh, within your college career. Uh, so one thing I would recommend or give advice to is you're taking all of these courses about, for example, circuits. A great thing to do is join uh, maybe like a circuit club or an organization that specializes in this particular field. So to get your hands on trying to match up with the fundamental things you're learning and applying them onto these smaller projects. Uh, When I was at UCLA, uh, a big organization for electrical engineering is the IEEE. Yeah. And uh, within my, my freshman year, I sort of sought that out I was like, oh, this could be an opportunity for me to explore my field in more, uh, sort of more in depth and learn all of the skills that I'm learning through the classroom and sort of bring it up uh, to a more hands-on uh, experience. So that actually was really helpful. They had a lot of um, freshman opportunities and freshman programs. I remember they held, I believe it's called like an ops team program, where they bring in a lot of freshmen that just got into electrical engineering. And it would be a series of six projects where you begin with like fundamental circuit design. And each week you learn a new topic within your electrical engineering scope. And I think that's a really good way to sort of be a little bit more specific about what you'll be working on as an engineer.
0: Well, you also have a lot of uh, internship experience. Was that pretty important for you in in uh, getting your engineering education or getting prepared for a career?
1: Yeah, hundred percent. The internships were a huge, huge opportunity for me to explore what it's like to be in like a corporate environment. Because again, a lot of the things you learn in college, you know, they're very school based and school focused. Right. The internships are an opportunity for you to seek out and network with industry representatives, and even be a part of a particular program or project that a company is really excited for, but doesn't have the bandwidth to to work on. So the internships are a way for you to get exposure to that aspect of engineering and also be able to help out these different companies.
0: Hmm. So I do want to ask you about some of your internship experiences, but like first, kind of more generally, undergraduate students have told me, I've heard from them that there's a lot of pressure on engineering students to get internships, like a lot of pressure, maybe even more than I felt when I was going to uh, school for my engineering undergrad. I'm curious, did you feel the same? Was there a lot of pressure to find an internship? Like if you don't get one, you're not going to be hired. Or do you think that there was any pressure on getting an internship?
1: I think there was pressure when I was in college to, to get internships. When I first got into college, I uh, was sort of seeking out organizations where I could be a part of and sort of get uh, like a support system to back me. Um, sure. And I quickly found an opportunity or an organization that uh, really related to me. And the company or the organization is a Center for Excellence in Engineering and Diversity. Mm-hmm. And within that program, there's other minority organizations that are built in uh, to the campus, to sort of help you as an engineer develop your skills and develop your experience to sort of and get these opportunities to get internships. So I guess going back to your original question, I did feel pressure to get internships, but from the a lot of the people I had met and sort of my core group of friends. We sort of took that in stride and mm-hmm. we wanted all of us to succeed. So we would you know, join these organizations together. We would study together. We would attend career fairs together. So all of the pressure was alleviated with having friends who supported you in these sort of endeavors to get the internships.
0: You mentioned the Center for Excellence in Engineering Diversity. Yeah. Why was it important for you to get involved with them?
1: Well, they were a huge um, part of my like experience at UCLA. Essentially, what they do is they they reach out to underrepresented engineers who are who just came into UCLA, and they want them to sort of give them opportunities that they may not have gotten throughout their like their high school, even like middle school career. They would offer. Uh, a lot of like study groups and programs for you to sort of get ahead in your courses and also provide professional development skills. So they they help you sort of tweak your resume for for these internship opportunities. They bring in local industry representatives to talk to students about uh, what they're working on in their current corporate jobs and sort of sell the company a little bit, but also get students to be really interested in working for that particular company. So, so the exposure is also really important. Uh, I wouldn't have gotten these internships if it wasn't for all the exposure I got through this, this program.
0: Speaking of your internships, what were some of your benefits of, of uh, doing these internships? What are some of your favorite memories or favorite things that you got out of them?
1: Um, for my one particular internship, during my NetApp internship, they had a really good and strong internship program. I remember when I was trying to get this particular internship, um, sort of the, the way I got this internship involved a lot of uh, started networking with a particular recruiter. We developed a relationship throughout like freshman and sophomore year where I would go to career fairs and meet with him, talk with him and at different events. Um, try to make it a priority to go see him. Um, So he sort of kept me top of mind and would talk to me about a lot of the different uh, programs that that NetApp has to offer. So they, other than actual, the work, they participated a lot in um, sort of volunteerism within the the company. So they got interns to sort of build a Habitat for Humanity house for for kids. Mm -hmm. That was really exciting. And we got to sort of meet executives uh, one day, which is really cool. I got to serve lunch with the past CFO in the company. So that was really exciting and like cool networking opportunity to meet with him.
0: For students who might be in engineering school right now, they already did all the work they got in school and they're trying to figure out uh, how to get a job. Is there anything that you would tell them? Is there anything you wish you had known that you didn't know before you went out and actually got a job?
1: I think I would want to know that there's a lot of I think, support within the school that could be utilized a little bit more. I think I tried using the resources that like a particular engineering school offers, but I could have definitely done a little bit more to to get those resources and use them to my advantage. How so? So, well, there's there was a lot of opportunity. For example, to meet with upperclassmen to help learn a particular subject over a class that you may be attending soon. So, for example, um, there were certain programs that that offer like study sessions for upper division classes that you know I didn't really utilize, but I would have wanted to know that, you know, these things do exist. These things are, are there for students to help uh, within their classes.
0: And likewise, I'm wondering, how did you find the job that you wanted? You're now at Tile, and it sounds like you're really integrating a lot of the things you like to do. And that seems kind of hard to find. What advice do you have for young engineers trying to find their first job?
1: Yeah, I think I think one thing that Tile is definitely giving me is the sort of what what is what do I want in a in a company essentially? Because I I sort of agree with you when I was first applying for jobs after my after my college career, I wasn't really sure of what to look mm-hmm. for in a company. Uh, I know that I wanted to do something with with Android. And I thought that was a skill that I had developed relatively well. And I wanted to pursue that but I just wasn't really sure what particular benefits or programs that companies offer that would be like, really good to and really valuable to me. So being a Tile here for a long time, I think it's maybe be able to identify some of those things. Uh, so now looking back, I think like, one thing would, that would be really, really important to me would be the, sort of the company culture that is fostered. I think that's really important.
0: What do you mean by that? Uh,
1: so when, I guess when I'm looking for different op- for opportunities, I'm looking for programs within the things uh, companies that offer. So like team lunches or team gatherings and like volunteerism, I think it's really important to find, mm-hmm. find things that sort of like you're passionate about and see if the company is also passionate about those, those items.
0: Hmm. I was talking with one of my friends about the fact that I was going to talk to you and uh, something that she uh, brought up to me was when she was young and trying to figure out her career, she always had that pretty critical philosophical discussion with herself and with others about how much do you balance pursuing your dream, so to speak, and doing what's practical, doing what you love versus doing what will pay the bills. And I'm curious, when you're trying to find that first job, did you have to consider sacrificing Android, for example? I know you're interested in Android or, or were you like, oh, I definitely needed my first job to have this. It had to have Android or it had to have this. Was there any kind of negotiation you had to do between what you want to do and just getting that first job?
1: Right. At the time I don't th- think there was. I was pretty set on doing Android because I knew that was that was a strength that I had and um and a passion that I wanted to pursue. And anything other than Android I feel would have sort of affected me and just like in my, my my performance at a job, you know, if you're not working on something you're like passionate about or even have or even feel like you're good at. Mm-hmm. I feel like that could be an effect on on the company. So I think at the time, I felt like I was good at Android and I developed a really good foundation on Android. And that made it much more easier to be, I want to focus on on Android simply because I think I'm good at it and I think I can be even better. So
0: you, you went for it then? Yes.
1: Okay. I did go for it. I wanted to sort of take that passion and I think it shows within the that when you're working at a company. You no, know, I feel more engaged in a certain company if I'm working on like on Android because that's what I was focusing on. That's what it, sort of drove me to sort of like wake up and then go to work and like try to solve these solutions. Right it, on Android.
0: It sounds like it's worked out for you, fortunately. Also, another thing I'm wondering is, did you ever have to balance what? maybe you personally wanted or wanted to do with your career versus what other people might've told you you wanted to do. Was there any, was there ever any conflict between what you wanted and what other people around you wanted?
1: Um, What do you mean by other people?
0: Like uh, some people might say like their family says you got to do this and this, or your friends say, Oh, you should work here or here. Or do you think that your friends and your family, they were all pretty supportive of you and that helped you? There was not really that much conflict.
1: Yeah, I think I think the friends and family definitely helped uh, support me. I didn't really face anyone specifically telling me to pursue sort like a certain type of job or a certain company. I think out of college, I was I felt confident cool. with like my own skills to say I'm going to pursue something that I want to do.
0: Mm-hmm. How does someone who's young, who might be still in school, maybe not even in college yet, how do they build up that confidence in? Their own knowledge, their own skills, or what they want to do.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think um, for for Android specifically, I think it's a great platform to to like learn on your own. I know I wasn't doing I wasn't doing Android when I was in high school, but I sort of wish I I did. <laughs> and just because it's so easily accessible to people, I think that's really important. The learning curve is slightly steep, but the amount of resources you get. From this platform is, it's just incredible.
0: You're saying you could learn so, on your own.
1: Yes, yeah. If you're if you're really interested in a, in a certain topic, especially involving computer science, I think computer science offers a very easy and accessible way to so sort of start learning on your own, even if it's you know doing small coding projects after school. Or there's there's a lot of websites that can offer like simple computer science concepts that wouldn't really require a lot of time. But I think if someone is interested in it, they can just sort of spend time after school participating in these like, small websites until they're sort of building up that foundation.
0: Right.
1: Yeah, because I didn't really have a foundation about engineering in high school. I had like a brief idea of like what engineering was uh, and I think like what drove me to engineering was just like working with uh, with my dad when he sort of he repaired like, like old radios and tvs and I would go down in the garage and I would watch him sort of build out take something that was broken and be able to fix it right in front of me and I thought wow that's awesome mm-hmm. so like in my head I thought oh this is really cool can I can I do this like when I'm in college. And I think that's how I found like electrical engineering, sort of like a small. It was like a very similar idea in my head. So, so I think that sort of drove my, my inspiration to pursue engineering.
0: And you're bringing up what I really wanted to ask you, that whole idea of what sparks people's interest in engineering. First of all, it sounds like you didn't really code in high school. Did you start co- when When did you start coding?
1: I didn't yeah I didn't start coding until I was in college. So it wasn't until my very first freshman class when I was put into computer science learning C++ that that was my my very first exposure to computer science.
0: Would you say that that made you uh have a different experience compared to your peers?
1: Uh I, yes, a little bit. Um a lot of the peers I had met were were not electrical engineers or computer scientists. They were in engineering, but there was like mechanical, there were civil or like chemical engineers. Um, so they would sort of would take different courses than I would. Um, when I was attending these sort of computer science courses, I think within there, I thought like, wow, this is, I've never done something like this before. This is actually really interesting to me. And I feel like I was getting pretty good at it. To the point where my other peers who didn't need to take these courses within their the freshman year they had to take it at a later point in time but they knew i had taken it and they knew i was doing well and i enjoyed it so they they would ask me like oh can you help teach us this is because this is just like not making sense to us so i used that time to like as i was learning computer science i was also teaching them uh, these computer science skills so i think that sort of reinforced sort of my, my knowledge in computer science and sort of my drive to continue learning more about
0: it. Do you think that you have to start learning how to program before college? Or do you think most people would be more successful if they started programming before college?
1: I mean, I think I felt like I would have gotten a lot of advantages if I had learned it in high school. So I think you having a foundation before going to college, I think would definitely help any any course, sort of any career, regardless of just computer science. So for example, math, like I would, it's, just, it's very similar as if like you're taking AP Calc in high school mm-hmm. and you go to college and you're seeing the exact same material as you did in your AP Calculus class. So that to me was a foundation that I had already had and had, and made it easier to, to be a part of those classes. So it's the same thing I think would apply to computer science. You know, whether you're taking this as like a course within high school or you're just interested in the topic and learning about it, and like having that foundation I think would, would give you an advantage or give you like a, a heads up or a leg up.
0: Right. Now this might sound like a silly question, but I would want you to think back to when you were applying for college or thinking about going to college, some of the discussions I hear – a lot today is about the question, is college even worth it, where college can be expensive? And I know UCLA is not a private school, but uh, college still costs a lot. What would you say to young people now who don't know if they want to go to college? They might see that they could learn how to program for free on their own by following stuff online, for example. What do you see as the advantage or disadvantage of going to school, going to college? Right I think from my experience, I didn't have
1: like um a, a big like support system financially when I went to college, so that was also mm-hmm. i was curious like whether I could even afford to go to college mm-hmm. um and you know the, the scholarships were were helping a bit, but I had to take out a lot of loans to sort of supplement the the college tuition right i guess looking back, the one thing that I guess I was realizing about college is that was like the one op- an opportunity for me to sort of be an individual to like grow as a person. I don't know if that's like silly, but. No, not uh, at all.
0: <laughs> well, what do you mean by that? I mean, I, I guess you've already kind of explained a little bit of it, but but you're saying college was a unique experience, a unique opportunity for you?
1: Yeah, I guess, I guess to me, like I never really had been like outside of like my own sort of like family bubble that I, where I was living at. And to me, I used college as an opportunity for, for me to grow as a person and take what was given to me by like my parents who came from, they immigrated here and like, they were like, okay, we want to provide like better opportunities for, uh, for our kids. And I felt like college to me was that opportunity that they had longed for in their kids. So to me, it was, I'm going to do college because I want to sort of like learn what that's that life is like I want to be part of like the college environment where like you're it really was just like me getting myself out there and you know meeting new people learning these like new skills and like decisions that I had made like no one was making them for me like I was the person that was making all those calls I guess making all of the decisions that sort of pulled me through through college so it was unique in that I was able to experience sort of like a totally different aspect of of life that, that my family didn't ever do.
0: So you're a first-generation college student then? Yes, yeah. And could you be doing what you're doing now, working as an Android engineer, if you didn't go to college?
1: Well, I mean, it's possible. <laughs> um,
0: Sounds unlikely I guess... by the sound of your voice. <laughs> Is that true?
1: I mean, I feel, there's a there's also like a sort of a discussion at our company here whether, like, whether, as we're like looking to expand, like, we're also considering new under developers, and so the question comes up, like, do they? Does it matter that they have like that college, a college experience? Mm-hmm. And you know, our, I guess our manager is saying, like, oh, not really. Like, as long as they have like the skills and the, the drive to learn, essentially, all you need. And I I do agree with that. Practically, I guess it'd be like a really hard experience for me to do, like not having to go to college and just like having to like learn all these things on your own. Right. I feel like you need like a foundation to start off with. I think something else college I think has taught me is sort of like how to like properly how to properly learn because I feel like I'm still sort of like a student in a way, like I'm constantly trying to like learn new you know, technologies about Android or like the new, new platforms and new like, paradigms. So um, I think college, one thing that teaches you is sort of like you're in this area where you're solely focused on learning new things and you sort of develop that skill of learning.
0: Mm-hmm. That, that's a fascinating discussion to have. It sounds like even your engineers at Tile are, are having that same discussion. So now that we're in the fall semester where seniors in high school typically apply to college about now, how did you choose to go to UCLA? How did you choose what college to go to once you decided, hey, you want to go to college to be an engineer?
1: It's a good question I think I don't know I think uh, growing up, I didn't really know like that much about like the college experience and from like what I would get from. Just like growing up with like my family, like all the way up to high school, for some reason, like UCLA, like stuck in my head. as like that's what like my I guess it was my like dream school to go to UCLA. Yeah. But I didn't are you really from
0: that? Are you local? Like from? Yeah, LA? relatively okay. local to UCLA. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. So I think it was regarded as a great school to go to, and as I was going like through high school in my head, I thought, okay, I'm gonna. I feel like I had chosen UCLA before I had chosen like the major. I mm-hmm, thought mm-hmm. this was going to be like my dream school. I just didn't really have that much exposure to different colleges around around this country. Uh, even mm. I think I, I had known like Ivy Leagues like existed, but I guess in my head, there weren't really a consideration for me. I think sort of like I was sticking with
0: public schools. You probably saved a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. You talked about being the son of immigrants and how diversity is important to you. I think UCLA has a reputation even for being one of the more diverse schools out there in the U.S. How important is it to you to be in a diverse environment? If you're going to be studying to be an engineer, is it important to be around diversity?
1: Yeah, I think it's definitely important to be around uh, diversity and inclusion, the sort of different perspectives you get from everyone from coming from different backgrounds is sort of unparalleled because uh, you get so many different opinions and that in itself sort of cultivates like a really creative team, a creative environment.
0: Was your Is your work experience or were your work experiences as diverse as your college experiences? Were they similar? Well, my
1: college experience, I was around a lot of uh, like underrepresented minority engineers, I think that helped me within college, as I was sort of developing my skills. My skills, I think, I was meeting people that were sort of in similar um, socioeconomic backgrounds, and I could like relate to them, and that's how I essentially you became friends, and then sort of built up that support. And then at work, it's I think it's a little different at work, um, but there's a big push like within our company to be like be very diverse and like we're hiring from different mm-hmm. backgrounds. So I think even the company values that diversity. Uh, I guess I was going back to sort of like the culture and like I think having a company that's really, that is focusing on diversity, can, we, can benefit you as a person as well. You get to like meet a lot of people that you just get different perspectives and you just learn from these people that just they grew up in a completely different way.
0: Mm-hmm. I know that I, I actually don't know how big Tile is, but I think they're small, much smaller than UCLA. Am I correct? <laughs> yeah, okay. Tile, we're
1: only around 100 it, employees.
0: Okay. okay. So I guess one of my thoughts was, or questions was, I guess in a an environment with a small number of people versus a huge number of people, the, the feeling's very different. The opportunity for diversity is probably pretty different. What advice do you have for young engineers who, like, they they want that diverse environment, but maybe they're in that small startup where like there's not as much opportunity to see other people or, who have similar backgrounds as them like is there any advice you have when you are the minority in the room?
1: Yeah, yeah I think a big part is whether you're working at like a really small company, I think it's important to know whether the company values that diversity so like reaching out to like your manager and sort of higher ups and feel like this is something that I want to be a part of. I know uh, within Tile itself, we have like a great diversity lead who's pushing on getting uh, people to be more involved with diversity, whether it's like in hiring, whether it's you know participating in programs that can include everybody. So if if there's opportunities that that connect within like your background, I think it's important to bring up those opportunities and sort of showcase that this is something that's important to me. And this is, I want this to also be important for, for the company. Mm.
0: The last thing you told me uh, makes me think that young engineers or or just young people going out into the workforce for the first time, they might find it difficult to to speak up or to have that voice to say that, hey, this is my opinion. What do you say to them? Is it important to speak up when they want certain things, or or should they be worried about that?
1: Yeah, I can. I guess I've also experienced that while working here. It is hard initially to find so like your own voice within within the company. I guess like when I started here, because it's like my first job, and I hadn't really like experienced like what's so like the work culture is going to be like around like different teams for a long period of time. Um, cause for, I guess for internships, uh, it felt a little different just because I was an intern and like I was going to be sure. gone in a couple months. Right. But I guess being here for me initially, it's like, I wasn't, I guess I was solely focused on like improving myself and trying to find like a, a strong base where I can be very, um, sort of competent in a certain area of the, of the company. And then sort of you kind of make yourself a little indispensable in a certain area. And like, you're, you tend to be, you start becoming like the voice of that particular area. I think it's like finding like your voice within the company mm-hmm. or certain projects. I think it's really helpful. Uh, I guess working with with sort of like the same team over and over, I think developing like relationships within your team and other people you work with, in the company, they can sort of lend a support to, uh, like, whenever you have like ideas, you know, they should be like your support system to encourage like those ideas.
0: Hmm. And finally, one last question for you, Omar. I think that a lot of engineers are pretty creative. What inspires you? What what things make you more creative or a better problem solver? Is there anything that that really inspires you? Just In general, in life, TV, art, sports, whatever, what interests you in that way?
1: Yeah, I think something I also like doing, other than working on Android, is I do like to to cook, and I think that sort of drives a lot of creativity as well. Hmm. And I I try to take like ideas from you know different, I guess, cookbooks and recipes and sort of create things that are brand new. And I think that sort of cultivates creativity in itself and sort of taking concepts that are already known and trying to build something that's brand new
0: that's interesting I, I could see the parallels between good programming and good recipe creation alright so Omar I think we've been talking for a long time and I really appreciate you spending the time sharing some of your story I don't know if you have any last plugs or anything is there anything else we should know about you before I let you go? Uh,
1: no I think that's, that's right. it <laughs>
0: Well, thank you and, and good luck of course to all these students who are looking at college these days. That was Omar Leva, Engineer at Tile. For more on any topics you heard about today, check this episode's show notes. Also visit the podcast website, K12engineering.net. This show is made possible thanks to the generous individual donors on Patreon. Huge thanks to each of you for donating. And you can donate, too, to say you like this stuff. Just point your browser to patreon.com slash pioslabs and pledge a dollar. Or check out my book on Improv for Engineers. Find all this, plus more interviews and episode transcripts, at the newly updated show website, k12engineering.net. The K-12 Engineering Education Podcast is an independent production of Pios Labs in Austin, Texas. Thanks, listeners.